This episode of Bonfire Side Chat is brought to you by Alan. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Alan, thank you for supporting our Patreon campaign. Yeah. Alan kicks us a certain amount of money per month, and uh, he gets some cool stuff in return and helps us uh, do a lot more with the network than we otherwise would be able to. Yeah. And he also gets to feel good about uh, supporting his buddies, Gary and Cole. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're just we're just dudes. We spend a lot of time on the network. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, you know, if you want to support us, it's, you know, we're not here to make you feel bad if you don't. Right. But if you do, no one's gonna look look yeah. put down on you. No, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bite the bite, bite the nickel you give me. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, I trust you. Yeah, and even a nickel, it's okay. I don't whatever is feasible for you. Yeah, what we're saying is, Alan, will you be the godfather of our children? <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we know this is sudden, and we know you can't directly respond. Yes. But you also, know the Cole and I are adopting a kid for the network. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, um, duckfeed.baby is yeah. the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> the path to corporate personhood is really weird. Yeah, exactly. You have to raise a person from birth, or raise a corporation from birth, from a zygote. They gave us a hatching clutch in the mail when we applied for the patent. Uh-huh. The, <laughs> the sprinkle patent. nutrient flakes on top of it until it. <laughs> for some reason, I'm picturing putting in putting in that little uh, like kids metal shop that lets you make uh, like wizard statuettes. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said it makes a tiny duck feed dot baby. Yeah. Like Oh <laughs> Gary, it's too late. <laughs> so if you want to be like Alan. Yeah. If you want to be like Alan, go to patreon.com forward slash duckfeed TV, take us a couple of bucks, and we'd appreciate it. Hello. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And I'm Jeremy Greer. And this is Bonfireside Chat Appendix, a very special Undead Cursed Appendix <laughs> podcast. There we go. Yes. <laughs> and this week, we are reading your responses to uh, Drang Lake Castle and the assorted mini zones that go along with it. Yeah. Drang Lake and the boys. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we like to call those. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for sticking around, Jeremy. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, thank you guys for having me. I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. And we're here for you, buddy. Um, we have a little bit of follow up from uh, from last time. Yeah, and um, we're going to go ahead and uh, and read that. I'll get started here with Eric. Um, Eric says via contact. Uh, you can hear when people ring the bells in both bel- both belfries. They're also great places to use a cracked red eye orb and kill great invaders. Yeah, uh, that that was something we said. We made a claim like, oh boy, it would be really cool if the bells rang. Um, I think that's really just a matter of my own experience coloring my, uh, you know, coloring the facts. I had never heard the bells ring. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be super cool if the bells actually did anything at all. Like, it's neat <laughs> that they ring. Like, that's great. But, like, if they just, if they sent home an invader, so it was a cat and mouse situation, but, like, it just not doing anything is kind of lame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to make it your own fun. Like, you just have to be like, I'm going to Ex- see how many times I can ring this against. <laughs> it, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the hug button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what w- what is it you've got for us, Jeremy? Um, I guess the first one came in from an email to the Dark Souls Haters blog. And um, we'll, we'll, we'll set this up real quick yeah, first, yeah, yeah. just so people people know about it. So Jeremy, before he came on, he threw something on the Dark Souls Haters blog um, that he's got uh, some some DLC to give away. 
and uh, want to get people Absolutely. Fr yeah. fresh as hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you, uh, people send in questions, and we're going to pick one randomly that we find that our favorite and whatever your platform of choice and whichever DLC pack you want, that'll get in touch with me, and we'll, we'll figure out how that happens. Um, the first one comes in from Duncan, which I can only assume is a very serious question that he thought about a lot, which says, Dear Dark Souls haters, does Lord Gwyn frown upon my Solaire Sigmire slash fiction? <laughs> <laughs> so we're already setting the bar very high for quality email. Yeah. Thank you, Duncan. I would, I would only assume that, yes, he does frown on it. I, you know, he doesn't, he's not a big fan of Solaire. Like, yeah. he, he has no son. Like, I imagine he's pretty indifferent to it. Like, uh, you know, just, oh, what Slayer does whatever he wants. I have no son. Yeah. That's my guess. So you don't think Quinn's looking on, like, the website, like, looking for, like, Slash Fic, and he's like, oh, man, fucking Solaire again. Why are these people so <laughs> excited about this guy? He probably has it as a list of block. A better question is, do uh, do I look down on you for your Solaire <laughs> Sigmar Slash Fiction? And the answer is yes. <laughs> Categorically yes, my yeah. friend. I think that Gwyn is more wistful. I think that even though he's distant from his son, he's just happy that he's happy. Yeah, <laughs> just you know, he's happy that he found love, even if it's onion love. <laughs> the best, the best kind of love. Onion <laughs> love. Onion love. Oh, we, oh, we, oh. Oh, thank you, Duncan. Yeah, thank you. What else we got, Jeremy? Oh, I can, I can go through more. I didn't know if you guys wanted to. Um, let's see. Uh, the next question is from Saigo S I E G I O on Tumblr. And he or she says, my question to the Drang Lake episode, and I hope I'm not too late with this, is the following. The Dragon Rider Twinblade says the following. Demands great skill of its wielder and thus serve to test the worthiness of those who aspire to join the Dragon Riders. Does this mean that only novice, excuse me, novice Dragon Riders use this weapon? And to go even further with that line of thought, does that mean that we only fight experienced Dragon Riders? Hmm. Yeah, because we don't see one so, using the, uh, the Twinblade, right? Like yeah, I don't think we ever, ever see it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do we see any uh, NPCs so I guess... who use a twin blade of any kind? Cycling so through my catalog, I don't. I, I can't. NPCs, I don't know. Um, there are enemies that do. Yeah. NPCs, I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't. I don't think I've seen like any of the Black Phantom. I don't know. I don't remember. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's an interesting idea, though. Like you have to go through your twin blade period before you graduate to Boar Halberd. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's like training in double gravity. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> twin, twin blades do kind of suck, <laughs> like in the base game right now. <laughs> like, I have not had good success with them, even though they're very fun to use. Mm -hmm. They do not do enough damage. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of have to connect on most hits, which is really difficult with the way the rolling system works. So. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, so, it, like, my, um, my answer is it seems plausible. What's next, turn? The next one is from Anonymous, who clearly did not understand that they could win something by sending in mid questions. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, uh, top five favorite pieces of hate mail for the podcast. Excuse me, top five favorite pieces of hate mail. And uh, the Tumblr kind of sucks for this, so I could only really pull up two, but I thought two would be a good examples. And uh, Gary, I'll email both of these to you so you could include them in the show notes if you want to. Yeah. Um, one is from a very, a very large submitter. She, she sends tons of stuff to me all the time and it was just it's two messages from the same guy and the first one just says geek 
And the second message <laughs> says, four eyes. <laughs> and from a guy who's very used to, to hearing a lot of bad language, that was such a, just a, it's a huge <laughs> breath of fresh air. That's um, cute. Yeah, this guy got bullying and cyberbullying mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the second one um, is from a, another goon called Thumbtacks, and it's probably the most popular post in the blog. It has over 3,000 notes from Tumblr, which is kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> and all it says is, um, <clears throat> hey, what sword is that that lets you stab the air next to someone and deal damage? Because I looked it up on Google, and all I could find is guides on how to be a total faggot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I kind of want to read those it, guides. <laughs> <laughs> and and just as a disclaimer, I don't, I don't use language like this in my real life. I was just yeah. reading it, but yeah, that's yeah, those two are my favorite pieces of, of hate mail. <clears throat> <laughs> those are two like wildly different ends of the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I figured they'd be good examples, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I like about them. Um, huh. And then the next one is a good question for you guys. Uh, Just Trice, who has submitted a bunch of uh, hate mail to me, says, what was your absolute worst PvP experience or the most hilarious? <laughs> You'd think that'd be a good one for us. And <laughs> you realize that neither of us have dived deep into PvP, yeah. at least in Dark Souls 2 yet. Right. Is that true also of you, Cole? Yeah, I really haven't done it. Like, even incidental PvP that just kind of is foisted upon me never really happens because that isn't a thing in this game. <laughs> yeah, so, like, we're we're going to concentrate on that at some point down the road. But in general, in uh, I, I think probably my favorite one was getting summoned by the Mirror Knight. So I did a little bit of that, <laughs> yeah. and that was really fun um, just because it was so unique. And, uh, I mean, you, I stomped the the guy who was, who was playing because it's, you know, we were, it, was in, it was my new game plus, like, Hexer character. Um and it just it just super super novel to uh, to fight along with a boss. Yeah, um, I can't really name any off the top of my head. I had a really like long and protracted fight in Orlando that ended with a guy like he was like way over leveled or way over geared for me, accidentally falling off the platform. That's always like, satisfying. Right, like right before he did his last blow, but that is neither novel uh, nor about this game. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I told I, I'm sure I, I told this. Um, in the, the PvP episode, but the Enrolano fight I got into with the guy who had the hacked weapon who turned Solaire into a statue. Mm -hmm. And I ran away and jumped <laughs> off the, the cliff to not get cursed. But like, I wish I could have sung around and like taken a look at the Solaire model that was a cursed statue. Oh, yeah. That would have been interesting to see, but he chased me off. So, mm -hmm. hackers suck. Yeah. My uh, most hilarious Dark Souls 2 PvP was uh, when the game first came out and. You could use the bat staff and dark fog to completely poison somebody instantly, hmm. and then and then discovering that that worked through walls. <laughs> so you would invade in the undead crypt, and you would kind of spawn um, towards the path towards the one of the bosses. And you know the shortcut right there where you can you, you pull the lever and then there's a bridge that pops up. The shortcut actually is like just a wall away from the bonfire. You just have to go all the way around. But if you cast dark fog and they're hanging out by the bonfire, you will poison them through the wall <laughs> so by the time you cast dark fog walk all the way around half of their life is gone and they're scrambling trying to figure out what to do <laughs> which is always a lot of fun but then they nerfed the bat staff and that doesn't work anymore yeah <clears throat> and i think that's all i've got for questions so i'll let you guys oh. kind of take it over from there well thank you very much yeah, yeah thanks everybody who, who participated yes thank you um, Thank you, Dark Souls haters. <laughs> Thanks, haters. <laughs> haters. Um, oh, Pikachu just followed DuckFeed.tv. I'm honored. Sorry. Oh, th <laughs> Thanks, Pikachu. Yeah. Um, 
I kind of like the slash fic one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think Is so. Is that the award? I think so. I, <laughs> I, I think that's probably, that's probably it. I think yeah. that makes sense to me. And it made me think. Yeah. How how would a father react to a fiction of his son? Yeah, giving some of that stinky onion love. Yeah, and I, I guess like the, the <laughs> I, I approve of the question, uh-huh. but how does the saying go? Like approve of the question, don't approve of the questioner. <laughs> you know, the, the, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the only bad, the only downfall of that question is he didn't, or is it the best thing about that question is he didn't include samples? Because really, <laughs> yeah. like you yeah. have to judge the quality from by, by the writing, right? Because it could yeah. be good. <laughs> And just also be weird, or it could be really just weird by itself. <laughs> or just hot. Yeah, like, it might awaken <laughs> something in all hot. of us. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's either done us a great favor or a great disservice. Yeah. We'll never know. And that's why it's so intriguing. <laughs> yeah. No, thanks, everybody. Thank you. All right. Do I get us started with Emily Cole? Yes. So... About Drang Lake Castle, uh, Emily writes in via Facebook saying, Drang Lake Castle was definitely a highlight on my first run. The castle itself loomed imposingly over the long slog up to the front door, and the enemies ramped up the difficulty curve significantly. But my favorite part of the whole area was the, was the uh, section with the dart-spitting mass and the cursed portrait. I've become accustomed to Souls games establishing lore and setting through the use of hidden clues, subtle imagery, and thematic hints. But there is nothing subtle about this. We are literally being bombarded from all sides by imagery of a, of a poison-spitting female mask, followed up uh, immediately by a giant sleepy, uh, by a giant creepy floor-to-ceiling, humanity-sucking portrait of Nishandra that occupies half of the screen. Both of these things seem totally out of place and stand out uh, from the otherwise drab and undecorated surroundings, like a sore thumb. Uh, it was just, sorry, it was such a jarring contrast to the way Souls games normally portray their lore that I laughed out loud and then promptly died of poison damage. Worth it. I wonder if there's a connection between the poison spitting mass in Dranglick and the poison spitting statues in the gutter. Both of these uh, uh, things make me wonder who made them and why. Yeah. And Pikachu followed me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Pikachu. <laughs> Thanks for the live updates. Hopefully I get followed by Pikachu soon. Um, yeah. Hopefully, maybe I'll be followed by Pikachu. Um, like yeah. A- I, I, when we were talking about how... Wait, Pikachu perplex- just sent me a picture of his dick. Is that, is that normal? <laughs> yeah. Pikachu keeps trying to get me to fuck him in the ear. He wants to be a gamer now. The, um, the, when we were talking about how weird that room was, it's not so much like I, I think that the thematic and, and kind of symbolic... Uh, you know, having a, a feminine mask spitting poison like makes sense. It's more like, why does the castle have a spitting mask room? Yeah, <laughs> as, as a you know, come standard. Mm-hmm. I think it's more we were talking about how weird that is. Yeah, but it's definitely you know hinting at Nishandra's uh, naughty naughty bits and how she needs to do behave. <laughs> well, baby, <laughs> OBA. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, Pharos would be the likeliest person, either him or Aldia, and this is not Pharos's mo. He isn't helping the downtrodden here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, something I didn't point out, but totally makes sense uh, given how much we talked about the decoration around the around the castle. Uh, Nashandra's um, stained glass surrounding her completely out of place. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very incongruous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jeremy, do you want to read uh, Dylan? Yeah. Sure. 
Dylan via Facebook says, I think Dranglate does a glorious job of evoking the single-mindedness of being hollow. When I tore open the doors of Castle Dranglake, I was ready to commit regicide. <laughs> After leaving the barren throne room, I scoured the castle, delving into its basements and climbing its towers, looking for a king to kill. Little did I know that Dranglake was only the door to some sort of crazy Passato di Borgo meets Wonderland rabbit hole royal escape route guarded by one of the Dark Souls' coolest and most deafening bosses, boss fights ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That dude has a has a gift for prose. I'd like that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Dylan. Also, um, I'm very happy you invoked the Passetto de Borgo because I totally <laughs> would have forgotten to do that. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just so everybody who's maybe wondering, uh, Pikachu has followed me. Okay, cool. So just just so just so we know that we're everybody our national nightmare is over. Yeah, yeah, we're all being followed by a cute, cute Pikachu, like in Pokemon Yellow. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Um, yeah, so thank you very much. Uh, Mandy says via Facebook, <clears throat> I play Dark Souls mostly for PvP, but I'm usually a nice guy when I invade, waving at my victim and giving him time to prepare, unless he has friends ready to kill me. However, the Looking Glass Knight boss provides such a perfect avenue for griefing that even nice people like me can't resist. The moment I saw a video of someone invading the boss room to do nothing but cast healing spells on the boss, <laughs> I immediately hopped on my dedicated rank 2 Sentinel faith build to try it out. I can't say I had consistent success, but the plan was pretty simple. Kill the summoned help with Wrath of the Gods or straight up melee, then hug the boss and cast healing miracles on it. The host is connected on me almost every time I accomplish this, and it's one of the most satisfying things I've ever accomplished in the game's multiplayer. The earlier nerf to the healing spell, casting speed, didn't stop me, and until now I put my red soapstone sign around his boss room when I needed some cheering up. <laughs> I miss being the old monk, but ganking with the boss is equally satisfying. I only wish the knight summoned a bit earlier into the fight, since I'm usually summoned uh, with it barely alive. That would also make the summoning rate higher. Yeah. He summons at around half health. I don't know if we said that. Yeah. 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 And yeah. he will summon more than once if you're struggling with him. Yeah. Yeah. It's like semi-timer based and semi-health based, I think. Yeah. I, I fought him with whip fast and that took forever. <laughs> and he summoned a lot of people yeah. in that fight. So I love those the idea that you can you can summon and just kind of heal a boss and actually be on the boss's side as opposed to just doing that to grief. <laughs> you know, as as just a uh, you know, a white phantom. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, being a support role for the looking night, looking last night, like the whole looking glass D and D party idea is really fun. Yeah. There's a video on YouTube where guy fully decked out in mirror night gear, uh, or looking glass night gear using warmth to heal the boss and doing the whole thing, like do, doing the mini looking glass night thing, which I think is absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. That's a pretty good gimmick. So yeah. like, it's like a Matryoshka doll. <laughs> like if you have the ability to summon just a, like a bell guardian size. <laughs> yeah, what would you guys do with some if you could summon a version of yourself that was like sixty percent as big as you? <laughs> I think oh, I just said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I, w- I guess I would pr- go ahead. I pretend to be a dad. I, I really don't know. I don't know what the answer <laughs> for that would be. <laughs> I just yeah, that'd be a little weird. <clears throat> I would do a shot for shot remake of Lord of the Rings and, and just have the perspective on that. Like, that's pretty good Uh, Max says via contact Dring Lake Castle is a bit of an odd one for me the atmosphere as you climb the hill is great rain, thunder, and lightning dark path carved into rock it does happen to make a repeat demonstration of just how cheesy the range slash AI pathing is on Dark Souls 2 though given the Royal Swordsman with crossbows can track a moving target with pinpoint accuracy once you get inside, 
Well, in my opinion, it doesn't hold a candle to Anorlando from Dark Souls 1, uh, which is arguably the comparable zone. Anorlando had a sense of grandeur, towering scale, and ancient power. During the castle just feels cramped, really. Its layout is eclectic and feels bodged together. Uh, the atmosphere doesn't seem to convey much, uh, to me at least. It's cramped, it's a bit of a chore to navigate, it's arguably quite short, and those ruined guardians, man. Uh, that whole room with the, with the stone soldiers and the guardians was a pain in the backside, and not in the Dark Souls, this will challenge you for your rewards kind of way. Uh, more in the, we were feeling spiteful when we made this one, have fun, kind of way. On the whole, I think Drain Lake Castle was, for me, a disappointment. It didn't capitalize on the atmosphere, it was cramped and narrow in a needless way, um, and its layout is just odd. There were very few unique enemies. Uh, Dragon Riders uh, as a first boss seemed like a random shoe in I didn't realize how much uh, certain things about this area bugged me in all honesty. Uh, I also don't understand why players had to wait until this area to get, a fer- to get the Faram set, which is arguably the, the iconic set of the game, uh, much like the, uh, the Elite Knight set was for uh, Dark Souls 1. We didn't mention the Faram set. I because yeah, we forgot I, to. Yeah, I, where do you find that? Yeah, we, we didn't talk about it. It's down by the um, by Dark Diver. That's why we didn't talk about it, because it's oh, in yeah. Dark Diver's cave. Okay. So. Yeah. So yeah. You, you can cosplay as the cover if you get that. I think all of those are valid concerns to a certain extent. I mean, I raise my, 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 my qualms about at least the outside and the atmosphere, uh, you know, being there but not really paying off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like I, I, the, um, I, I agree on, on some points mm-hmm. of that. Some of the stuff uh, did not did not bother me yeah. quite as much, but and like I, I did, I think it did a good job. Like we talk about atmosphere and souls things, like it maybe didn't have the kind of the same sense as Anne Orlando, which is our you know obviously a very high watermark. But like the uh, that kind of creeping forward with your shield up thing that we were talking about in that that mm-hmm. hall with the uh, the crouched stone warriors, like I had that experience at several points. Yeah, like a feeling of kind of dread going through. Um, mm-hmm. which I also associate with souls yeah. and worked really well for me in this area. Mm-hmm. But some of the layout stuff does piss me off. I, I pretty much agree with everything that God said, except for the, um, the part about the, the ruined gardens and the stone sentinels, or the, excuse me, the stone soldiers and the guardians. That, that to me didn't seem like it was such a, like we were feeling spiteful. Like Max said, mm-hmm. it was, it was more of just like a very challenging room that was just, I thought it was, I thought it made it kind of fun. Like having to, it's it's miserable. Don't get me wrong. It's miserable in that really fun way. But there's parts in Dark Souls too, specifically in the DLC, that are much more spiteful from the developers than that is. <clears throat> but everything else, I, I kind of agreed with what he said. Yeah. And because I am a rampaging apologist for this game, I will uh, break down and say I love what this area does for the story and how from this point on, on you know, onward, you know, everything is kind of like a, a you know a, at a laser focus into these kind of more mystical concepts that I really love. So like this this is the beginning of where I you know start actually picking up story as opposed to you know uh, indirect mood and detail in the environment. Right? Yeah, yeah. It, it is a mixed bag, but uh, on the whole, I, I still you know I like all my children. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who's uh, whose turn is this? I believe it is Jeremy's. Jeremy, would you want to read what Rob has to say? Rob, via context, says, This place was my breaking point where I realized I couldn't carry my trusty fire longsword with me the whole game. Sure, I can run through, but for how long? That's when I changed. I went from a jack-of-all-trades to a giant hammer-wielding powerhouse. I didn't regret it because this place really throws a lot of situations where you get gang-banged by armored enemies. Sure, it felt good to wipe them all out, but I couldn't shake the feeling that the game was forcing me to be a brute. Yeah, that, that's not like a common complaint about uh, Dark Souls 2 is that like there are areas where 
kind of one build is so heavily favored over another. Um, and I, and some points I think it is fair and some points I, I think it is, it's kind of exaggerated. I'm not necessarily saying that, uh, you know, that, uh, Rob is necessarily exaggerating here, but, um, one of the, like Vadi did a thing on the new DLC and he had a point where he's like, you know, you have to be a ranged character for this section. And I just went through it with Whipfest and Whipfest doesn't have any ranged weapons. Um, and it's not like, you don't really have to, like you can, you can bait people out and draw them back into safer areas and stuff. Like I, I haven't run into an area where I feel like I have to play a certain way except with like the closest thing to that being the shrine of amana mm-hmm. which like that is the <laughs> area where i felt like and the souls have never really done that before like it doesn't bother me like i've come to be okay with shrine of amana um but that is the only area i had that strong feeling like oh the game is making me play a certain way um yeah, yeah. i did I, I said that like i was going to keep talking but that was the end <laughs> of the sentence yeah um i don't know like any of these stories about needing to uh god i'm gonna say this word but i hate it pivot uh, from one build to another, I think that you know that 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 is definitely facilitated by the soul vessel, and I'm almost wondering if they put those in as a concession that like, hey, maybe maybe these you know wrinkles are going to you know to hit, and you're going to make discoveries about the way you want to play as you go through, which feels like a kindness, right? Like, I mean, it should be like whenever I think about that as a thing, I think about um, the fact that Lobos beat this game with the ladle. <laughs> like you, and no no shield yeah. like just a ladle two-handing <laughs> ladle the entire time like any of these parts you can get through it just whether and souls have always had like an optimal build for an area mm-hmm. you know like there's always mm-hmm. like a, the best build for something mm-hmm. um you know so you can, it's never making you do a thing right so yep. I, th- I think it's also not not just the soul vessel but the fact that there's a the concept of soul memory now there's literally no reason you shouldn't level up as high as you ever need to like in dark souls one i don't think i ever went above 120 except for i don't know when the dragon head glitch was a thing and i went to like level 800 or something just to see what it was like but and you know dark souls 2 i'm at soul level 190 now because why not like it doesn't matter like it doesn't i want to use this step okay well i give myself 10 more points in dexterity because soul level doesn't mean anything so i I think they kind of took that concept and applied it to a lot of the areas of like well hey you might need a bow but you can just Give yourself the stats to use a bow. It's not that hard. Like, it's not going to mean anything. You'll still be able to play with other people. Yeah. Yeah. Have you found the soul memory problem, you know, to be alleviated by the recent patches? Or is it still very much the way they want to handle PvP in the game? Um, it's kind of a bigger question. I have a lot of problems with the way that Dark Souls 2 handles PvP and, and the soul memory thing. I'm not a huge fan of soul memory, first yeah. off. Um, the, the big issue I think is separating new game and new game plus people, I think was a very bad idea. Mm-hmm. And I think all of this stuff was done in service of protecting these. And I think we talked about this very, very early on a PVP episode that I was on for dark souls. One of these, like these early, these low soul level invasions where, you know, Oh, you're soul level 20 in the undead Berg and you get invaded by a ganker who has whatever sword and he kills you immediately. I think they tried to prevent some of that stuff from happening, but they just made it a mess. And I I don't understand why, you know, they could have just said, okay, if it's, if you're soul level 50 and below, then we're going to match make you based on soul memory. And then Mm -hmm. anything above that is just going to be basic soul level. That makes high level PVP kind of have to limit itself. And it makes low level PVP. It it balances in favor of the quote unquote newbies Mm -hmm. that, I really don't believe exist. So I, mm-hmm. recent patches, like I've, I've been playing some PVP and I, I, I don't want to be one of those very negative people in, 
about Dark Souls 2, but it, it hasn't grabbed me near as much as Dark Souls 1 has. Yeah. A lot more weapon variety, a lot more spell variety, but the the overall, like, what ends up happening as a match between 1 versus 1, I, I'm just not that big of a fan of. Which is the reason my YouTube channel has been lagging. Like, I just haven't had anything to put on YouTube because it's all boring. <laughs> so, <clears throat> sorry, I, I didn't mean to go on a rant. I apologize. No, no, that's that, that, that's perfectly fine. You shouldn't be afraid to say anything because you are a PvP guy, right? So I don't I don't want you to feel like anything is keeping you from say, you know, saying what you feel about the PvP. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and we may come around, like... Me and Cole are not PvP dudes. Like, we do it for the show in the interest of completeness, but that's never been our focus um, in the game. So, like, some of that stuff, we might come around on it when we do that. And, you know, we're just, just like, different different areas of the game come to light or get shade casted upon them, depending on what you're using the game for. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. So, uh, Cole and I, who are, like, more about kind of exploring this world and... um, you know, uh, just kind of like seeing what the game has to offer and soaking up the environments and designs and stuff um, are running into different, like we still kind of have some problems with it, but they're not the same problems. So I guess like, you know, in the last episode when we were talking about the elevator and getting frustrated about people harping out about that, that wasn't PVP, but like, <laughs> it's more like, we're, like I'm willing to give fair consideration to the things that like people are frustrated by, but like, don't expect me to be frustrated by the same things yeah. that you are necessarily. Like it, it's a valid opinion, mm-hmm. you know, and, and yeah, people who yeah. dislike elevator gate, like, that's valid too, but it just doesn't just doesn't bother me. So we're not going to spend tons of time talking about it. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's a, it's also a pretty silly thing to base your opinion on a, I mean, what has to be like a sixty to one hundred hour game on like the the twenty <laughs> seconds that you ride that elevator. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole lot more to that game besides the one elevator ride that's really really good. Like it's mm-hmm. it's that argument has been done for me for a very long time since about the day after it was released. I was done with that <laughs> argument. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. It's it's all about our experiences and you know that that is the the that is the uh the shelter from which we, you know, say all these things and also, you know, the entirety mm-hmm. of, you know, the the the, the basis from which we speak. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gary, I believe this is you. Yeah, this is Seth. Uh Seth uh, Viaconic says, one of my best moments in Dark Souls 2 was in Drang Lake Castle. All the leads up to it set the mood for this as an unsettling place. I inched through every hall until I got to the throne room. As I continued slowly into that room, I thought that surely something big was going to happen, and I did not want to get taken off of guard. Taken off guard. About halfway through the room, a white ghost of someone else playing appeared. <laughs> as he was fighting his unseen-to-me enemy, he started rising to the ceiling like a ragdoll. I stopped in my tracks, turned, and got the hell out of there. Um, I didn't uh, return to that room until I completely cleared the castle, only to find out that nothing was in there. <laughs> I'm not to Drangley like Castle a New Game Plus due to the DLC coming out, but I hope when I do get there, something is crazy and awesome in that room. <laughs> so that's great. That's very funny. You saw an internet stranger get pol- poltergeisted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have y'all seen the uh, the gif going around of um, the white phantom getting captured by the demon of song? where he lifts it up and just slams them against the floor. And it's just the white phantom. So you don't see anything else, but the white phantom goes up into the air and is slammed against the floor several times and then dies. Yeah. <laughs> very hilarious. Okay. Who let air Mac in here? <laughs> Mortal Kombat deep cuts. Yeah. That was the, quite the deep cut. <laughs> yeah. I like that story. Yeah. Me too. Hit us with uh, close us out with Luke. Okay. This is going to be a long one. So if I opt to tap out, I'm going to throw to you, Gary. Okay. <clears throat> 
Luke writes in via contact saying, I recently went back and listened to your season discussing Demon Souls and was struck by the conversation you guys had uh, regarding World 1 Boletaria and the definition of a palace as distinct from a castle. I didn't think I had a clear answer myself until I uh, started to think about how that world compares to Dragon Lake Castle. And now I would argue that From have the two mixed up. Bulletaria is all, crude, is all crude stone construction, chains and scaffolding manned by infantry and militia under the control of a few elite knights and effeminate demons. It resists you at every turn because that is exactly what it was designed to do, not by Miyazaki and company, but by the original architects uh, under King Alant or his predecessors. Uh, you aren't the first attacking force these walls have seen, uh, just the first to make it all the way in. Dranglick, in comparison, is far more palace than castle. The exterior, while effectively epic, is clean and crisp in an almost unreal way. There's not a scratch or loose drip of mortar to be found on the exterior. It's free from wear or imperfection. It, uh, I imagine, even smells like a new car. <laughs> Uh, once inside, you're greeted not by military supplies, huddled survivors, or even a Miss Havisham-esque scene of abandoned grandeur, but a fully maintained and operating great house. Uh, it's important to note that I think that it operates despite. Uh, it's important to note that I think it operates despite literally not being lived in, thanks to the golems and other uh, animations uh, rather than any real people. Even the butler is a ghost uh, because being incorporeal uh, prevents bringing any dirt in on one's shoes. Uh, walking into Drain Lake Castle, I felt less like an invader and more like an unannounced guest. I was trying to find the button prompt uh, to wipe my feet and <laughs> considered leaving and coming back at a better time, perhaps with an invitation. I get the sense that all of the interesting rooms must uh, uh, must be behind those uh, unopened old doors, uh, like Vendrick swept all of his secrets up behind them uh, when he uh, heard us ring the Shrine of Winter, or <laughs> <laughs> ring the Shrine of Winter, or perhaps uh, had to put them in storage at the Queen's behest once she moved in, <laughs> as so many men have uh, hid their gaudy neon signs, beer mats, and stained couches. Women are the re- the real arch demons, am I right? <laughs> Hashtag all queens. Um, uh, though maybe he simply picked this demo model castle up for a song with the, when the economy hollowed, <laughs> I can't get through this guy's prose. It's so good. Uh, though maybe he simply picked up this demo model castle up for a song <laughs> when the economy hollowed and never got the time to come back in and decorate. I wanted a dishonored style peek into a crib of this vital character into the crib of this vital character, but found his palace entirely impersonal, which was disappointing in a series known for its national. Uh, natural style of level design here's hoping the third dlc comes with a key for that green door which is surely hiding his man cave and deep uh deep great expectations cut <laughs> yeah <in there. laughs> yeah, yeah. miss havisham-esque yeah. <laughs> yeah i haven't thought about miss havisham in a while yeah when i when we were reading that in high school i used to draw the cake uh-huh. from great expectations on like every homework assignment i had like i was fascinated with this like crumbling spiderweb covered cake mm-hmm and just drew it over and over and over. Yeah. There's nothing about that this was response my first that I don't thought. like. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say that was my first thought. Um, then I guess it's the newish Bloodborne trailer where you're fighting a dude in the wheelchair and he's got the blunderbuss. Like that was, for some reason, my mind went directly to Ms. Haversham. Like that dude has to have a cake somewhere hidden off <laughs> that he's just chilling at, waiting for you to come <laughs> in so he can shoot you with the blunderbuss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So thank you, Luke. Yeah, that's very, very good. Very good and interesting. Like the idea of the castle versus palace mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's true. Yeah. Um, good points yeah. around. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So thanks everybody for writing in. Um, if you are listening to this, there's still time. If you have questions for Illusory Wall, uh, who runs illusorywall.tumblr.com, about um, data mining in Dark Souls 2. And we're going to sit down for one episode, chat with him next. Yeah. And if you have any thoughts on the Shrine of Amana or the Undead Crypt, we will hear those as well. We will entertain the notion. Yes, we will um, entertain the notion. <laughs> yes. No, I'm, and we, we read everything. Um, I'm a little bit behind, behind on responding to stuff, so I'm sorry if you wrote something in and I haven't uh, given it uh, full consideration. So I'm, I'm working through that. Uh, I will probably have worked through it by the time this comes out, uh, coming out of a sweet in hole. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, remind people where they can find you on the internet. Um, I run darksoulshaters.tumblr.com, a hate mail collection site for all of the Souls games. If you want to hear or read horrible stuff that people send each other because of Dark Souls, come to darksoulshaters.tumblr.com. Um, I'm not ECEC, also on Tumblr, on YouTube, and just about anywhere else, Twitch, Hitbox, anywhere you want to see. And uh, my Twitter account is JG Greer. And I talk about Dark Souls also a lot on Twitter because apparently... I'm addicted. <laughs> yeah. All, all highly recommended. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if uh, this has been a long episode, so we're not going to bore you with too much admin stuff. I feel like you guys know the stuff to do. Um, ratings, reviews, check out other shows. Duckfeed.tv forward slash tip jar. Facebook page. Mm-hmm. All good things. Yeah. And our page. Yeah. You, you already mentioned the Patreon campaign. That's patreon.com slash Duckfeed TV. A couple bucks gets you some stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, stay tuned for some deleted scenes. I'm driving home to Mansfield tomorrow, so now try to get you know, you know a day ahead of you. Yeah, mm. I will perk it up for the for the actual show, so don't worry. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me and Jeremy can, if not, you can sob quietly in the background while me and Jeremy. Yeah, that's the, the, that's what this new gear affords us. <laughs> exactly. Soul mute the, the sob button. <laughs> other other shows have a cough button. <laughs> yeah, just weep silently button. Yeah. Hello, hello. How are you guys? Doing just fine. How are you? I'm very, very well tonight. Go, Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> I was scheduled to be on Doug Loves Movies tonight, but I canceled on right. Doug Benson and just hung out with you guys instead. So. Cool. That is a good decision. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, you will not regret it, sir. This will be just as good for your career, I promise. So... Yeah, but you guys don't smoke as much weed as he does, so I'm already down at least one notch. <clears throat> Sounds like a fucking challenge to me. Yeah, it does. You, don't, <laughs> you, don't, you ain't know me. Yeah, you don't know how much we chief we baby's kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just roll this fat blunt and talk about some Drang Lake Castle. Yeah, <clears throat> we're, the, we're the chief chiefs. Have, have you considered the implications? that's the motor bong from a lower perspective like i don't think god is like an old man i think that god could just be lights coming through the window from like a lower perspective (laughs) (laughs) have you ever noticed that a lot of japanese games are fixated on the soul what, yeah, what guys, is can you soul? slow down these jokes? I've been vaping for like an hour and I cannot yeah. keep up with the one-liners. <laughs> vape, vape, stop. <laughs> <laughs> vape, vape. Yeah. Vape, vape, vape. <laughs> I, and I've been arguing with Twitter randos today about, 
about ladies that's and, g- and stuff. Are you engaging the randos? You might as well go on Doug Gleb's movies if you're going to yes. argue with Twitter randos. I mean, Jesus. Ooh, no, what are you doing? The randos are, are engaging me. I, I, I guess I'm engaging the randos as well. It's yeah. everyone's fault. I'm just mad. Are these are, are these people who, who, who are aware of you because of the shows? Or? No, it's just because of they – th- they think they're just trolling certain search terms. Oh, yeah. So like – and and certain people like there's, I called a couple people shitheads who were being mm. you know awful shitheads yeah, yeah being awful shitheads. So and then I I ended up I, I've got like a screenshot of this truly you know subhuman piece of garbage who keeps spamming nude pictures of Zoe Quinn Christ like just like. over and over and I was like you're garbage wow and then he put me on his like white knights Twitter group list hmm. and then that got some people to. To tweet at me about some nonsense. Apparently, How far defending... have you fallen in your life that you have a white knight Twitter list? Like, yeah. what are you can, doing with your life? Can you guys define white knight <laughs> for it's me? Anybody who points out misogyny, who's a guy? Okay, like I, it's the idea being that yeah. like I'm doing it because I want one of these people yeah. to sleep with me. Standing up for milady, am I right? Yeah, for, yeah, for milady. <laughs> he's like the guy at the end. He's just like, well, fine. See if I care. Keep keep doing what you're doing and remain their puppet. And it's so like it's so I mean it's obvious like I I haven't had a lot of an anonymous insults but like it's so obviously silly because I you know I'm I don't act like a puppet like there's like what part of me is a puppet to ladies it's so stupid it's just like it is ridiculous yeah I'm a, I'm a puppet of these people just dancing on their strings doing yeah. everything that I want to do and you know well that 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 would make you a marionette. Yeah, that's true. Well, man, kind of puppet. Yeah, I was about ready to say pussy strings, but I was, no, I, I was very upset. But with yeah, myself, I'm guessing the big difference is yeah. most of these MRA guys on Twitter probably can't spell the word marionette, so puppet is just the easy yeah, go to. Yeah. <laughs> puppet, puppet. But then they know puppet because of master of puppets. Yeah, yeah. Hand, hand talker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, speaker. Of, but like, I mean, he's like, I don't necessarily need to call these people idiots. It's just shitty. Like, it's just yeah, mean, no. mean, awful people. Like, they're dumb. But then also, like, just awful. Mm-hmm. Just subhuman garbage, man. And yeah. it's just really gross. I like gross. how you went from I'm going to take a Twitter break to arguing with internet internet idiots. <laughs> I can't. Like, I can't get away like from eight it. Eight hours. Well, <laughs> I, I, I stayed away for a day. But what happened was, like, uh, we started talking about it in the Something Awful forum. I'm like, oh, well, you can't actually get away from this. Like, it's it's everywhere. So I could either just give up the internet or, you know. Yeah. I don't know. That was, it's, it's rough. That was crazy this morning. Like, I, I know I did, like, the little, the jokey little, like, live tweet of my descent into despair <laughs> over the course of a half an hour um, this morning. But, like, I woke up at, like, 530, like, fresh as a daisy. Right. Like whenever that happens, I always like relish it because I can get stuff done before work. Like, yes, let's do this. And I check something awful and like, oh, no, what happened? Oh, Jen. No, 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 no. And I read Twitter and I saw (laughs) because Mm. apparently it's now just okay to just chase people out of the profession. Yeah, it's really vile. It's, it's like super, super vile. Yeah. And I hate it. The whole thing is just super disgusting. Like as somebody who sees is limited in the hate mail that he sees just on a daily basis from, from the Dark Souls <laughs> blog. Like, this kind of stuff, it's so much worse. Like, and it's targeted to an actual human being about actual things, not just a video game, and it's just crazy to me. Like, it's it's so disgusting on all fronts that people just make up this shit in their head and then just be extremely horrible to real human beings. I just, I don't understand it at all. I just don't get it. <clears throat> yeah. 
It's yeah, it's 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 repulsive. There's like one of the things that came out of that the Jen Frank thing yesterday when she was getting harassed is some guy was like debating with somebody who he did not know to be her husband. <laughs> and then it was like, what do you even know about like this person or something? Like, he's like, yeah, I'm my fucking husband. I was there. She wrote it. You asshole. <laughs> and then the guy started apologizing and it was kind of great. <laughs> Um, yeah, when it, when exposed to anything actually real, this dude's always like, "Oh, I'm, oh yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just, I was just, uh, uh, uh like, there's no mm-hmm. actual meaning to any of their arguments whatsoever. It's horrible. Yeah. yeah. So that's been grossing me out all day. Yeah. But well, my day has been fantastic. I played Dark Souls two, and I played Diablo three. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm doing great. What's <laughs> up? Let's rock it. Let's go. go. All right. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. I'm Jeremy Greer. And this is Bonfire Side Chat, a uh, cursed favorite. Yeah. Oh, God. How does this work, Gary? (laughs) And and as you hear, we are joined by. (laughs) Okay, okay, (laughs) cool. Can can we just hear that again? I'm like, dude, I'm in a different county. Okay. It's okay. I'm sorry. I, can you even imagine what Cole would be like if he's in a different county in Ohio? <laughs> yeah. like, what would the show be like from um, Call Wop instead of... I dare you to name two counties in Ohio right now. I dare yeah, you. Call can you Wop do it? and Crumb Bunch. Crumb Bunch. <laughs> Crumb Bunch and Call Wop. <laughs> Down there in Crawl County. All right. Okay. Sorry. I'm really sorry. That's okay. All right. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. Jesus Christ. I'm Jeremy okay. Green. <laughs> <Sorry, sorry, laughs> <one more> <laughs> Do you need a nap, buddy? I might. Okay, cool. Let's... Okay. I've got a couple right. of beers in the fridge if you want to trip down here, Cole, if that help yeah. you out. <laughs> All right. Focus, Ross. Okay, I'm All focusing. Right. Like, what does it do to do when, it, when you see a situation like yeah. that? Like, I just, I, yeah, it's, it's kind of a weird situation. You just feel helpless seeing people spill that kind of filth at other people and you can i mean like the only thing you can do is call them out which i'll do but then that's the only thing you can do you know you can't do anything to to stop them or help help the people who are like getting shit on you know so yeah it's very frustrating i've been i felt very impotent i'm back for like a month I'm impotent, Cole. That's why I was confessing to Jeremy. <laughs> we were having some really deep conversations, and uh, I but was our, asking you know, Gary about his future seas. children. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our sperm I am hashtag. not impotent. I just, I just want everybody to know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, I had a missed call from my mom. Oh. No worries. Everything okay? Yep. Yeah. No. The, the, the more I think about it, the I'm more... S- I'm sorry, man. I made her leave the room once I started the podcast. I didn't know she was going to call me. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yeah. The, so, so I think my rant on the last episode was indirectly just like not about the elevator in Iron Keep, and it was about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I got into a Twitter fight with a guy about that, too. And kind of like was just saying like we're you know we were kind of fed up with overwhelming negativity like I kind of tried to spell out that context mm-hmm. uh, with it. So, yeah. but some guy some guy called us out every once in a while. I get not every once in a while. It seems like moderately often I will get called out for things that you say. Oh yeah, <laughs> on the show. Yeah, because people sometimes <laughs> you know, on, on the Sling Awful Board will be like, I still can't tell Gary and Cole apart. Mm-hmm. So every once in a while, someone will just be like, I can't believe you said this, and I'll just be like, No, I didn't say that. You know. Um, <laughs> 
So I don't know if I'm, and it's never like bad. It's not like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not embarrassed to be like, you know, there, it's never anything you said that's bad because mm-hmm. we all participate in that conversation. But like he specifically was saying, like, I can't believe that you said you wouldn't call yourself a, a fan of something. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, that wasn't my part. Like that was, yeah. that was cool. It's like part of that argument, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. It is funny. Oh, sorry. You caught that. No, it's, it's yeah. not a big deal. It was, it was very civil. Like it was a remarkable, it wasn't really an argument. Yeah. It was a, a very civil discussion, but yeah. someone took it, took umbrage with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I completely understood that point, by the way, because I, I look at the stuff like Dark Souls, which I have a healthy investment in, as well as a monetary investment in. And, you know, mm-hmm. you, you you just don't want to like I'm not going to go out in public and say, yeah, I'm a huge Dark Souls fanboy. Like mm-hmm. I'm just yeah, like a, I met somebody the other day and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I play this game Dark Souls. And I was like, oh, yeah, me too. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's fun. And, and like never cross the line like you don't it's weird basing your identity on something like that yeah like, i don't that's, know that's the root of it and i think that that's the that's the problem with gamer as well yeah like it like, like you know Ab- it, absolutely yeah any anybody who both hold, holds holds that label close either a gamer or a, or a fan and leads with that and you know insinuates that into every you know into every part of their lives like they they, they walk into every situation but what about games yeah um you know it's yeah. you know it's it's only like one step away from my little pony yeah and then that way, that way, man, <laughs> just real quick, pro listen, latest Lou Reed's internet is about God, my that, little waifu. Yeah, that was, is. that that was more disturbing than come on food, actually. Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> I, I had no idea about um, tulpas. <laughs> and that being, I think it's like, it's an every once in a while, it's not every day that I learn something new about internet sex subcultures. <laughs> yep. But here we are. <laughs> yep. Um, I am happy that show, I've Jeremy? never heard that word before. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, I don't a, even think a, I want to know. Another uh, another goon uh, named Lou does a podcast um, called Lou Reads the Internet for you, and it's a lot like it's just a podcast version of the Weekend Web mm-hmm. that they have pretty mm-hmm. much on something awful, and uh, it's mm-hmm. it's a good it's a pro listen, and it's just, it's just more it's like anthropologically interesting. Yeah, like, who are these fucking weirdos? But this time, you know, he was all about uh, my little waifu, which are bronies who consider ponies to be their waifus. And just it's just fascinating. Like it's it's disturbing, but also just mm-hmm. like I had no fucking idea. Like I'm learning. <laughs> I love to learn. Yeah. I love information. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Ooh. it's a good it's a good listen. Yeah. I just listened to that today. Mm-hmm. And you bring us in with uh, Ben Hart. Yeah. 